Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Natalie Guevara, certified functional nutritionist, and I help women with Hashimoto's and PCOS unlearn dieting so that they can thrive with their condition without expensive supplement protocols that are consistently letting them down on their fancy promises. And holy moly, the response from last week's episode. So if you are new here, first of all, welcome. Last week, I shared a pretty vulnerable peek into where I am in my own journey, both from a personal and professional standpoint, really. I started to share some of the the thoughts and ideas and limiting stories and beliefs that have been holding me back personally and professionally and how I am no longer subscribing to them and moving away from them and how some things are going to start to shift here on the podcast. And I was really nervous about sharing these things. I'm really, really nervous. This podcast has been around for two years now. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of energy, time, and money into creating this podcast. And I love this show. And so anytime you make any type of change, it just feels a little bit uncomfortable, just like with your health and your wellness, right? Nutrition, fitness, whatever it is. Anytime we try to change anything, it's uncomfortable. But I am sighing a big sigh of relief today, knowing that so many of you resonated with last week's episode. So if you're new here, take a listen to last week's episode. It was episode 151 on the podcast where I talk about some body image struggles. I talk about uh, messing up as a coach. I talk about uh, where I am in my journey postpartum, which is going to be 12 months here at the end of this week, which is so incredibly beautiful and so incredibly sad at the same time. So today we are going to talk about something different than what we've talked about previously on the podcast. And I'm really excited to dive into this with you today. We're going to talk about redefining your mind and unpacking this diet mentality and these this dieter's mindset. If you've been around for a while, you know that mindset is a huge part of the coaching process. And from my perspective, when it comes to conditions like Hashimoto's and PCOS, yes, there are the components of nutrition. There's exercise, there's lifestyle management, there's all kinds of things that of course matter when it comes to reversing your symptoms and really thriving with these conditions. But at the end of the day, truly 80% of it is mental, is a mindset issue. And I know mindset is super popular and super trendy these days. Everyone's a mindset coach. And by the way, if you are new here, I actually am a certified mindset coach. Uh, I had a, I went through an entire health mindset certification and I was mentored by someone who has a PhD in uh, health mindset and behavior change. And so those things do exist, but all of a sudden with all this information on the internet and mindset being super, super popular, everyone and their brother is is a mindset coach. But that just goes to show how important it is. And it really is a non-negotiable when it comes to actually creating change. And it's something that I spend a lot of time talking with my with my one-on-one clients. Uh, honestly, I would say with my one-on-one coaching clients, it's something that we chat about multiple times every single week versus, you know, just these brief introductions to things like that, because redefining your mind and breaking up with some of these limiting beliefs and these stories that we hold on to that have been conditioned into us for decades is something that takes time. It's something that it takes time. And the interesting thing about our brains and the interesting things about our mindsets is 
we get really comfortable in one way of thinking and one way of being, right? As I talked about, you know, in my my vulnerability share, nothing happens in our comfort zone. Growth doesn't happen in our comfort zone, but our brains and our metabolisms and our bodies are really good at keeping us within our comfort zone because not only is it comfortable, but it's known. The ego portion of our brain, the control portion of our brain is designed to keep us safe. It's designed to constantly be seeking danger. And from its perspective, stepping outside of our comfort zone and getting uncomfortable is dangerous. It doesn't know how to keep you safe there. Even though we're in this day and age where we have things like iPhones and we have the internet and all these these other things, it's still operating on the iOS system that we are in the caveman days. And we don't know if stepping out of our comfort zone is, is putting us you know, in front of a dinosaur or something. Whereas for us, we are like, why can't I do this? Why can't I willpower my way into this? How can how can I change this? And we don't appreciate our brains enough for being just like, you know, hey, I just really want to keep you safe. I just really want to keep you over here where we know how to navigate this. This is really comfortable. And we're also hard, hardwired for comfort and, and pleasure. So every time we, we step outside of that comfort zone and we start to unravel these patterns, to unlearn these thoughts and beliefs, we get a little bit, but our brain is always wanting to pull us back. And so we have to just keep at it. It's a practice going a little bit at a time, a little bit here, a little bit there. And that's why it's not something that really can be done, you know, definitely not in a 30 minute podcast, but it definitely can't be done in one coaching session, right? It's why we keep revisiting it over and over and over and over again. And I'm going to actually be in opening enrollment to my brand new, it's, it's not brand new, it's a revamped version of my 16 week coaching program that got so many women, some incredible results. Um, now I'm excited to relaunch it in a totally different way with all the knowledge and understanding that I've developed in my own personal journey, my professional journey over the last two years since I launched it last. And we're going to start with redefining our mind and unpacking this diet mentality and these this dieter's mindset. Started chatting with the women who participated in the seven-week Reclaim Your Health Kickstart last week around this. And we continued to chat over and over and over again about how important this is because participants were sharing with me the same thing that my one-on-one clients have been sharing with me for years, that the dieter's mindset, the dieter's mentality doesn't just show up when it comes to food. It's showing up when it comes to fitness. It's showing up when it comes to literally every little nook and cranny of your life, which makes sense because by definition, a diet is, is a lifestyle, right? But diet culture has latched onto this term and has taken over. So we now just perceive you know, a diet as a way to shift our nutrition or change things or manipulate our body to shrink our bodies or to lose weight. But that's actually not what it means. But when I refer to the dieter's mentality, I'm often referring to ways that we feel fears around food, fitness, our bodies, insecurities, scarcity, uh, the need to restrict or deprive or all of these, these different things. And a lot of the participants in the challenge last week were, were saying, you know, I didn't realize how often I make decisions out of fear, out of fear of being judged, out of fear of guilt, out of fear of um, shame, out of fear of failure. And this is so, so, so common and why it is such a non-negotiable to unpack this before we can actually make any any change. Because a lot of us try to shift our nutrition, to shift our fitness, to shift our health while we're stuck in the dieter's mindset, the diet mentality. And that's why that we, we never get past it, right? 
because we perceive that we are, especially if you're dealing with Hashimoto's and PCOS, we perceive that we're making these changes to our food as because we, we want to get healthy, right? We want to reverse our symptoms. We're tired of the fatigue. We're tired of the brain fog. We're tired of the digestive, digestive issues. But when we're just entrenched in diet culture, when we're entrenched in this diet mentality, we still wind up approaching it from this dogmatic perspective. I started to share last week how my my mindset around nutrition has shifted, how it has ebbed and it has flowed over the years to this point where I've really become agnostic as far as my nutrition beliefs and what gets my clients' results. I have clients that track macros. I have clients that track calories. I have clients that eat intuitively. I have clients that do just a little bit of everything. I have clients that shift and change throughout the month as far as what they're doing and what works best for them. Because here's the thing that I know to be 100% true, and I've been, I've been talking about this for the last <laughs> several years now, is the only thing that truly works for you is the one thing that works for you. I have clients who reach out to me over and over and over again, and they're like, you know, I've done every diet under the sun and nothing has worked for me, which leads us to feeling like we're the problem, that we're broken. We never stop to think, hey, is it the system broken? Am I actually the one that's broken? Because we're not. And that's a prime example of this dieter's mindset of diet culture telling you that you're the issue, you don't have enough willpower, you don't have enough discipline, why can't you just make this very simple meal plan work for you? You're the problem. And that's just not true, which is why regardless of what you choose as the path for redefining your nutrition, which is the second step in, in my coaching program. So we start, we have to redefine our minds. Then we move into redefining our nutrition because no matter how hard you try to fit yourself into some sort of nutrition box without unpacking these beliefs, without breaking down this mindset, you stay stuck. You stay spinning your wheels because that's what keeps you safe. And also, aside from, you know, unpacking these, these, these dieting mindsets, right? Aside from that, one of the other ways that we need to redefine our mind is creating this deeper understanding of what our body intends for us, intends to do for us, right? Because a lot of us think that our symptoms or believe or feel that our symptoms are some sort of personal attack. We feel like our body is not complying is some sort of personal attack. But the reality of all that is, is our bodies want to keep us safe and our bodies want to protect us. So the more we can redefine our trust, which is another component of this reclaiming and redefining your health, and build this trust with our body, learn to trust our body's innate wisdom, the more likely we are to get the response that we want. And this is something that I have learned again and again and again in my own journey. I'll go in these seasons where I am just jiving right along with my body, listening to to it, trusting it. And then just like everyone else, I've gone through seasons where shiny object syndrome and it's like, oh, if I did this, maybe I would get better results. The body never lies. The body always knows best. And just like I tell my clients, you're always the most informed person on, on your body. It's just an art of learning to communicate with your body 
that can be a little bit more, more challenging. So women with Hashimoto's and PCOS, in my experience, really struggle with the diet mentality. They really struggle with this diet mentality that promises these quick fixes. They really struggle with the the dogmatic viewpoint of a specific way of eating addresses their health concerns, right? Things like an AIP diet or going keto or fasting or all of these different things. However, these diets more often than not, and I'm again, I'm using the word diet because that's that's what they're most associated with, often fail to consider your uniqueness, whether it's your unique symptoms, your unique circumstances, your lifestyle, your preferences, what is app actually capable for you. And this leads to a negative cycle of restriction, guilt, and dissatisfaction with food, with your body. And it also worsens our symptoms. Going back to on a physiological level, your metabolism is designed to keep you safe. And through that, it desires homeostasis and balance. It is a stress barometer in me- measuring and adapting to stress. And so not only do we deal with this stress of the inflammation of our conditions and our jobs and our families and just the world in general, we are putting additional stress on us by imposing these restrictive diets, these restrictive lifestyles, this diet mentality, diet culture. And then we wonder why we don't ever feel better. Unpacking diet culture, unpacking the dieter's mindset is a critical step in reversing your symptoms. And yes, that even includes the symptom of weight loss or weight gain. Again, when we're stuck in diet culture, we're often under the impression or subscribing to the mindset that we just need to eat less. We just need to exercise more. We need to do more, be more because we attach our ability to conform to these diets, to our self-worth, to our identity as a human being. I shared last week of how it was attached to my ability to, to coach people. And I discounted my knowledge and my education based off of how my body looked. This is a prime example of diet culture showing up and self, it's really self-sabotaging, right? And so this can be one of the most challenging things. And it's, this takes time. This is not something that can be done in a, in a coaching session. It can't be done really in a month. It's something that we have to continue to unpack over, over time, continue to show up and do this work. And By unpacking this, we're shifting, we're reframing to a mindset that supports a mind-body approach to your symptom management in a way that doesn't rule your life, right? Interesting thing about, you know, again, the definition of a diet being a lifestyle. The interesting thing about all these promises of creating a lifestyle and something that I've really impressed upon the women that are getting ready to wrap up the the Hashimoto's lifestyle roadmap this first six-week round is that when we're creating a lifestyle, what we often perceive that we need to do is we need to push and we need to grind in order to get to the end result, which is this lifestyle that we want to live. And then we're confused as to why it's not sustainable and we can't stick with it. But actually creating a lifestyle means that we're 
embodying and we're shifting and we're changing and we're flowing in real time. And that's what's creating our desired outcome. It's not an effort. It's who we're becoming, what we're becoming, how we're becoming. And so when we do this in real time, again, you still have to step outside of your com comfort zone. I don't want to give any false promises that it's, ooh, it's just fun and it's flowy and it's easy. It's still, still effort required, right? There's still going to be discomfort. But when we do it in this way, it gives our body the opportunity to dip our toes into the cold water, acclimate, and then we put a little bit more of a foot in. And then all of a sudden our calf is in, our knee is in, our thigh is in, until our whole body gets in and the, the water feels perfectly. Versus if we just jump into the water, it's a shock, it's cold, and, and our body is like, ah, oh, I don't want this, and then we get out. And so I really want to impress upon you that the same thing is happening with redefining your mind. We're unpacking, we're reframing. We're unpacking, we're reframing. And really reinforcing trust. Really reinforcing your body's ability to communicate. Because that's what it's designed to do. I challenge in the challenge last week, I challenged participants to reflect on one specific instance where the diet mentality appeared in their life. So looking at thoughts that pressure you to follow a strict eating plan or a conversation that perpetuates the idea that a certain diet will solve all of your problems, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I asked them to ask if this was genuinely helpful or if it was holding them back for embracing a more balanced and enjoyable approach to eating and living their life. And I want to challenge you on that as well today. I want you to consider the impact that your choices and your decisions not only has on your physical well-being, but your mental and emotional well-being because health is not one-dimensional. Health is not just the food that we put in our body. It's our thoughts. It's our beliefs. It's stress. It's sleep. It's recovery. It's fitness. It's emotional. It's mental. It's existential. It's social. It's environmental. It's all of the things. And so in the process of redefining your mind, redefining your nutrition, and really redefining your health, our goal is not to move into this place. And this is the common flaw or fault that I hear for people when I start to talk about things like food freedom, letting go of food rules. I don't, I can't trust myself around food. If I do that, I'm just going to, just going to have a free for all. And I want to be the first one to tell you that I've also had those thoughts. I've also had those beliefs and I've gotten to the other side. And it's not something that we can logic our way out of. It's something that we have to be willing to experience. And this isn't for everyone. Not everyone is ready to step into this work. However, it is for the ones that are ready to put into the, the work to finding the once and for all solution to their symptom management, to their health. Because the thing that I've been sharing the most in my programs with my one-on-one -on -one clients, I even shared this in the free challenge last week, is when you do this inner work, this is something that no one can take away from you. This removes the need to get on the internet and search for the next best diet, which is, I, spoiler, it's just going to be an older diet that we've repackaged in some way. That's it. That's how, that's how diet culture works. That's how they stay in business. And so I want to encourage you to look at things a little bit differently. I want you, when you hear the, the thought, well, if I do this, it means that I'm going to eat whatever I want. It's a free for all and I'm never going to get to my goal. 
Is that actually true? Is that helpful? Is that supportive of what you truly want? Because when we redefine our health, when we redefine our nutrition, what we're actually looking at is creating this value system to create different, more supportive decisions and choices that align with what we prioritize. And as I shared last week, that can change based on the season of life you're in. Right now, now I'm in, personally in a season of life where I want to enjoy living in my body. And so for me right now, that doesn't include changing the way my body looks. I'm almost 12 months, months postpartum and my body is functioning better than it has in years. I feel better. My sleep is still not regular, but I have more energy than I've had in years. My brain fog is still there sometimes, depending on how many times I have to get up with the baby. I'm not lifting as much weight as I could or have in a previous time, but my body feels strong. My body feels capable. But it's also true that when I look in the mirror, sometimes I don't love the way it looks. But part of working on body neutrality and part of redefining my health is understanding that that doesn't define my worth as a human being, as a mom, as a wife, as a coach. And that takes work. That takes effort. But once again, that's not something that anyone can take away from me. It starts by redefining your mind. It starts by unpacking diet culture, these learned and conditioned beliefs that we have around nutrition, fitness, and our bodies. And so I would love to challenge you when you start to hear stories around, well, this doesn't work for me or this isn't possible, where is that coming from? Is that fact? Is that helpful? How is this impacting your physical, emotional, and mental well-being? As you start to make choices and you hear the little whatever is in the back of your head, I want you to challenge where did that come from? Is this something that you believe or is this a belief that has been pushed upon you? As always, I'd love to hear from you. Was this helpful? Did this resonate? If it did, I would love if you would share this with someone else that this might resonate with. And of course, as always, if you have a few moments, leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts means the world to me. Helps the podcast show up in the search engine so that more women can find this message. You can learn more about me at updogwellnessandfitness.com. The waitlist for the Hashimoto's Lifestyle Roadmap is open. We will launch sometime maybe the end of August or early September for round two of this six-week coaching program to help you understand your condition, your symptoms, and to help you create a roadmap to reverse them without dieting, without extreme supplement protocols. And I would love to be able to share that with you next round. As I mentioned, I will be opening enrollment for my 16-week nutrition coaching program that will help you unlearn these, these dieting mindsets, that will help you unpack this. We will redefine your mind, redefine nutrition, redefine satisfaction, trust, and redefine your health within this 16-week container. I am so excited to share more details with you. I will be sharing more details next week as we get ready to en open enrollment for this life-changing, life life-changing program. Until next time, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will chat with you again soon.